And hello, Joel. Thank you for joining us here in CT Confidential. I know you're in Turkey right now. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Claudia, for having me. It's always a pleasure. Well, talk to me. It's the pandemic and this is pretty much, you know, you and I have had uh, many conversations, you know, about the changes, you coming down with COVID in the past month of December, recovering successfully, thank God. Uh, and now you're out of the country. Did that, was that weird for you? No, it, was, it wasn't weird in any way, Claudia. The, the thing is that when, when work comes my way, I take, I take advantage of it, you know? Uh, I love to work. I love the sport. Uh, at one point in my life, I chose this sport. And uh, I chose it and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it 100%. I'm not going to be in the sport just to say I'm part of it. I'm going to be in the sport because I'm going to do it 100%. And I appreciate the sport. And I have a lot of love and passion for it. So, you know, I mean, not because it's it's a fight. It's a big fight against the big name, you know, one of the one of the the biggest, if if not the best fighter of the era, Canelo Alvarez. But it's my job. It's my job, and there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it because Abni Yildirim um, came to me last year, early last year, before the pandemic started. And uh, since he started working with me, I can I can honestly say he fell in love with my work. And he even told me he goes, nobody ever told me this. Nobody showed me this. Nobody showed me that. He says, Coach, I love you. I love your work. So um, fighters become part of my family, and especially when they appreciate what you do for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this fight happened because he is not the number one mandatory for that title. So during this pandemic, he was with me before the pandemic and we we're training. But all of a sudden, this pandemic started. So he had to come back to his country. So... Mm -hmm. But I worked with him, I think it was five or six months. I don't remember, but he was with me for all that time. And throughout that time, we took advantage to teach him, correct him, you know, show him different, a, a little different. He's he's no longer the same Abney that he was before. I can tell you that. And uh, when the opportunity came, obviously, you know, I was back home, you know, we're, we're in lockdown. I know. Major lockdown, and you've been under, but you you were dedicated enough that you actually, like I said, recovering, and actually a few members of your family were recovering as well, but you took this chance, got on a plane. Was there any doubt, just something as simple as getting into a plane and you flew 19 hours, because you and I were in contact, 19 hours to get to Turkey. Any doubts there? No, no, because once once I, w I went through the COVID, you know, I, I was basically the whole month of December. I was home, my wife, my kids, we all we were all home. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, nothing major. We were home for Christmas. We were home for for New Year's. I mean, God does things for a reason. We weren't. I mean, we had COVID. We had uh, minimum symptoms. You know, fever. You know, body ache. Um, that's it, you know, oxygen was good, no cough, no, no lung problem. Yes. So, so we recovered, thank God. And uh, as soon as I was actually getting ready because I had a, a Melakusia fighting Kovalev, yes. the 30th in Russia, and that went down the drain. So when I got the call from Abney's, um, uh, Abney's manager and says, hey coach, 
uh, right now we're we're dealing with the situation of the visa for mm-hmm. Abney to go back to you. He says, well, obviously the pandemic changed a lot of things and I mean, basically changed everything. So uh, they couldn't they couldn't issue him a visa. So the only thing is they're working on it and they're already going to give it to him next week. Mm-hmm. So he says, coach, he's been training over here because I've been, I was in touch with Abney. I was telling them what to do. Let's start you know, preparing, but he's a, he's a, an active fighter. He doesn't stop. He's always training. He's always at the gym, always doing his road work, but he needs that. He needs that person that he, that he, that he trusts and believes in. And it's me. So <clears throat> when uh, <clears throat> the Melakusia fight uh, was canceled, I said, okay, I can go. So I called Ahmed and I told him, Ahmed, you need me to go? He's coach. I need you to come for at least 10 days. Because in 10 days, he's getting his visa. I said, look, I got a fight on the 13th, Fantasy Springs Casino. I'll get on a plane tomorrow if you want. And I think that was a, thir- that was a Thursday when, he, when, when we decided I'll fly. I mean, Thursday to leave Saturday. I go, no problem. Which is exactly what you did, like then yeah. and there. I mean, things were like, like this. I said, okay, get me on the plane tomorrow. I mean, I was thinking Sunday. But all of a sudden, he goes, If you come on Sunday, you're going to get here Monday. at night on Monday. So why don't you why don't you leave Saturday so you get here? And I, actually, I left L.A. Saturday night at 6 p.m. And I got to Antalya Monday at 3 a.m. So, yeah, so it wasn't like from one day to the next because I we flew all night. Uh, we got to Istanbul. And then I was in Istanbul for eight. I had an eight-hour layover. Oh, Lord. So, so I was there and then waited for my next flight, which was at two in the morning Monday, and then flew in one hour to Italia, which I'm here for one hour. So it was a long travel. And then Monday, Monday, it was like, you know, I got here. I settled in. And uh, I started started training Amni on Tuesday. Nice digs, by the way. Nice digs. And and I understand that you have it, it it's funny because I follow you obviously on the social media. And there's a couple of posts about the Mexican corner with the Turkish fighter. So who else is up there with you in Turkey? My son. Oh, of course. Of yeah, course. I brought my son, I brought my son with me. Uh because you know he helped me a lot. He's he knows a lot. And actually, I just didn't want to come along. You know, I, I, I told Ahmed, Ahmed, I'm bringing my son with me. He says, no problem. Because Abney likes my son a lot. Uh-huh. He like my brother, my brother. When he got here, it was a more a motivational, uh, a motivational moment when he saw my son, coach, you. And he told me, he goes straight out, he goes, coach, I'm telling you right now. When I called Ahmed, Ahmed my manager, and I told him, if coach cannot come, I don't want to fight. I don't want to. He will This text is- me on the phone. Uh-huh. He would text me. He would text me on the phone. He says, "Coach, I don't want all the coach. I just want you. If it's not you, I'm not fighting. Cancel the fight." Let's talk I about said, this okay. fight. Is this is this you've known Avni for a while, especially when we're talking about this possible fight against uh, Canelo in the first term last mm-hmm. year. What does this fight mean for somebody like Avni, and what does this mean to you? Being of Mexican descent, born and raised of Mexican family, and now you're fighting the phase of boxing and perhaps the most outstanding Mexican fighter. 
Well, look, uh, I've been in a situation like that before. You know, remember, I trained Tim Bradley for years. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we faced Juan Manuel Marquez, to me, it was a similar situation. True. Juan Manuel Marquez had just, had just almost killed Manny Pacquiao in a previous fight. He knocked out Manny Pacquiao, and then he was the fighter of the moment because he did something that nobody ever did, you know, put Manny Pacquiao asleep. So I had the same questions from a lot of the media in regards of you're Mexican, you know, you're training Tim Bradley to, to beat a Mexican. I said, I mean, hey, I'm doing my job. I mean, to me, I don't difference anybody. I don't turn anybody down. I'm a trainer. I train fighters, regardless. If they come from another country, I'm gonna train them to face anybody. It's my job. I mean, there's nothing personal. I respect Canelo Alvarez a lot. To me, Canelo is uh, a well-made fighter in every angle. Uh, He's very, very smart. He hits hard. He's uh, He has speed and everything. I respect Canelo Alvarez and his team. I really do. Putting a plan, a plan of attack to beat Canelo Alvarez, it's a tough task because Canelo has everything. He moves. He bo- I mean, he boxes. He goes forward. He can brawl. He has speed on punches. He has power. So to me, putting a plan together to beat a Canelo Alvarez and beating a Canelo Alvarez, obviously, is like getting a medal of honor, you know? So I'm just doing my job, regardless if I'm training uh, a Turkish, a, Ger- uh, a German fighter, I mean, a Russian, it doesn't matter. I'm doing my job, you know? I'm giving I'm giving the fans, well, I'm, in, I'm in the entertainment business and I want to entertain the fans, giving them a good fight. I know, I get a lot of comments and I, <clears throat> and I have much respect for people that, they text me and they know me and they tell me, and it's and I and I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart when they take they take me as coach. I respect you. I admire you as a trainer, <clears throat> but I don't think your fighter has a chance. <clears throat> Great. I mean, I like honesty. I'm not a hypocrite, but I hate when people say, "Oh, you." I mean, you're training another punching back for Canelo, or yes. you're going in there, you know, and. And that that really that really bothers me because Abney Yildirim made it to be to becoming the number one mandatory for that title for a reason. Okay, he, he I mean nothing was given to him. He worked his way up. He fought some tough fights. And look at his record. Uh, obviously, Two he losses. lost to Corral. Yes. Now, based on that, a lot of people. I like the fact that you went into that subject, and I'm going to take you up on that little window that you gave me. Obviously, a lot of um, fans just keep saying, well, who, who is Yildirim? What has he done? Uh, and based on that fight against Darrell, which does not reflect the rest of his career, but it gives us a, a, a window of where he was in that moment when he fought Darrell. What is different from that time to today in Yildirim's What career? is different? The, the difference is that he's no longer that fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go back, I go back and watch the fight, and I would, t- I, I tell them, I mean, we watch the fight together. And I would tell them, what were you doing? He goes, coach. Nobody would tell me, or nobody would tell me nothing. Nobody would tell me what to do. I was just going forward, taking punches, but I just wanted to knock him out. Now, the the thing is this: he was a robot, and he don't even want to be called robot no more. Okay, and because he's no longer a robot, he's a He's a technical fighter. He's a technical fighter, a fighter with power. And in this business, Claudia, as 
as well as other businesses, you're always going to have people criticize you. We got the, the good critics and the bad critics. We, we need them both. I mean, regardless, I take, I take both critics, you know? I mean, I like people that talk negative and people that talk positive. We need them because they're talking about it. We're doing something. We're moving forward. Uh, a lot of people don't know, don't know who uh, Abney Yildirim is. Exactly. They will know him. They will know him now. After this fight, they will know him. I guarantee you this. Go in the distance, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a very realistic person. And, you know, I'm a very humble person. And I tell you, go in the distance with Canelo Alvarez, we will not win. Okay? We will not win. I'm telling you right now. What I'm doing is I'm preparing Abney, Abney to go knock out Canelo or get knocked out. But we're going to go all wow. in. We have, we have no medium. We have to go all in or all out. I mean, that's it. But because that's what you've no always other. done. That's what you, I remember working with Timmy. I remember you working with Julio, your own brother. I mean, uh, that's like you live by the sword or you die by the sword. I mean. Exactly. And, you know, you touch a lot of points. And every day I run into questions and I have answers. And I'm willing to give you the answers. Like people telling me, oh, well, you see Canelo like, like 25 to 1. Uh, okay. No problem. I mean, I've been in this business and I've seen a lot of things. When I trained Bradley, every single one of his fights, he was always the underdog. I know. I mean, we, I mean, we went to England against Junior Witter for the WBC. We were the underdogs. I don't know. We were like, I don't know, maybe 20 to 1. And we beat him. Fighting Kendall Holt, we beat him. We were the underdogs. I mean, Kendall Holt. Uh, Juan Manuel I mean, Marquez. Juan Manuel Marquez, you know. Provodnikov. Uh, Pacquiao, Provodnikov, uh, Devin Alexander. Yes. Every single time Tim Bradley walked into a fight like that, he was always the underdog. To me, it's nothing new. I mean, I know what I'm stepping up against. I'm stepping up against the best fighter of the era, you know? So I'm preparing my fighter for, you know, for a, a war. I, I'm not preparing my fighters to, hey, I mean, you know, I want you to box this guy. I want you to be technical, you know, use defense, move around the ring. No, I'm preparing my fighters. You know what? When that bell rings, you know, you need to go for it. You need to find find the openings, find the openings, you know, and, you know, frustrate them up here, you know, start attacking here, start attacking there, and surprise them, you know. If you get surprised, say, well, you were looking for, you were looking for, for, for to surprise him and you got surprised. But I can tell you this. I have a fighter with me that is physically strong. Is physically strong. The work that I'm putting in constantly every day, obviously, he listens to me. Canelo's strong. Canelo's a compact, solid fighter. Abney is a bigger fighter. He's bigger. His structure is bigger than Canelo. And he's physically strong. I can tell you this. I analyze. Based on my experience, people can criticize me and say, oh, uh, Joel is stupid. He don't know what he's saying. Maybe. But I've been in this business long enough to know what, I what I'm telling you. If both of these guys, if both of these guys, Canelo and, and, and Yildirim, they meet in the middle of the ring and they exchange full power combinations with each other, it's a 50-50 chance that either or can go down. I'm telling you right now. Because Yildirim is not going to be uh, in that ring just going in there and saying, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm in there you know, just to get exposure and I'm here to get a check. No, this guy right here, he has a mentality of, I'm going to go get it. Because like, he's, like he told me last night, I was talking to him, he goes, coach, I'm a people's champion. 
you know, Turkey loves me. I have a lot of fans. You know, I know you do. You know, these people go crazy for him. He walks here like if he's the president. And uh, he has a whole country behind him. Actually, he's the only fighter in Turkey. You know, so you imagine, so you imagine if Turkey, if, if, if Turkey has their first boxing champion in history. So he has that in mind and he knows what he's stepping up against. So it's like this. Vamos por todas las pinches canicas. We're going to go for all the marbles, you know? <laughs> you know I, mean? I love that. I love that. All or none. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to February 27th. And I can definitely tell that you and I are going to the same hairdresser or the snow is coming down really hard and we're having a lot of sand in Miami. But I'm always so glad to see you. No, it's because I came, I came from California and we had a lot of fires out there and all the ashes are up in the air, so they're falling down. So everybody that comes from California, they got ashes on their head. So I got to just dust, dust them off. So what's my excuse again? You've been in the sun too long. All right. But I'm so you're, looking you're, forward. You're in, the, you're in the beach, you're in the yacht, and I mean, the water, the reflection and all that, that's what it is. Thank you. I'll take that. I'm Chlor going to take that. Chlorine. It's the chlorine. <laughs> well, I'm definitely looking forward to February 27th. I can't wait to see you. And obviously, it's going to be a pleasure to, again, have a chat with you in the corner. And as usual, you know, be with my family. Always. It's always a, it's always a pleasure, you know, that. Uh, we're a family in this business and it's great getting, getting to see each other and work. And most of all, you know, going back to, to last year where everything was frozen. Now things are opening up slowly and I'm just excited and happy that, you know, things are opening up, especially in our sport and we're getting to see each other again, you know, we're working together and it's great. Hopefully this year's a good year for everybody.